0: Coming to you from the Vow Exchange in Kansas City, Missouri. This is Catherine.
1: And this is Amy. And you are listening to the I Do Rescue podcast.
0: This week, we are introducing our very first episode. Yay! Yay. And we just want to come out up front and say um, that... That we're learning and uh, we've never done a podcast before. And And our (laughs)
1: recording quality is great no it's, o- it's okay it's, it's okay
0: not, it's totally listenable it's not like it you know listenable. you're not gonna want to like throw your iphone out the window or anything like that oh, you might but not because of the sound uh, no it's okay it's, it's okay but but we're getting better is our point yes. so we just wanted to tell you that right up front bear um, with us it is on worth, this one yes and uh, we <laughs>
1: promise we'll do better next time yes
0: yes but ultimately um we want to uh kind of introduce our new podcast um which is uh, primarily focused on really challenging the wedding industry and questioning, you know, so why do we get married the way we do? Like all the what things that you do, all the tradition, all that, like why? Like why? <laughs>
1: and why has it gotten so stressful and why has it gotten so expensive and how can we make it better and easier and more enjoyable?
0: And our guess is that it doesn't have anything to do with better organizational tools. I think we're we're here just to kind of say, let's uh, let's, you know, set the reset button and really kind of challenge and ask ourselves, like, you know, maybe instead of um, a digitized planner that maybe just don't do that thing.
1: (laughs) Maybe just don't do so many uh, projects or crafts.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. Maybe, maybe all of this really not necessary. So either way, um, you listen in and decide for yourself. Um, but we're just basically challenging, challenging the whole thing.
1: And we're also going to spend a whole lot of time uh, talking with each other and uh, bullshitting. probably. <laughs> Largely, I would call that bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so that's what we call bullshitting. <laughs> it's the technical term. So Amy and I have been working together for about, you know, about five years now. Five glorious years. And, uh, and of course, we're, we're good pals. And so um, in this wonderful, glorious journey of the vow exchange, which you'll learn more about here um, in the episode, it is um, a wedding It is a wedding business. It's a wedding business in Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, we, we're just a couple of gals who just like to chat. <laughs> we just like to <laughs> yes. around the water cooler and be goofy and uh, what we think is entertaining. But maybe that's we just do. us. We think we're entertaining. I think you're going to like it. We think. Yeah, we think you will. So okay. stay tuned. Enjoy. All right. We'll see you next Enjoy. time. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Bye. Testing. <laughs>
1: All right. So anyway, you were telling the story about yeah. watching *A Star Is Born*
0: the other night. Yes. Okay. So, um, so yes, Mel and I, you know, we do our, we're all about the movie, movie, uh, movie night, and um, Friday it's like that's the big thing. Like we, About three o'clock, you know, we get the Friday so <laughs> we're Like, We're so done with the week. We're done with everything. You know, we usually get like a like a five, six o'clock show. Get down there before happy hour ends. Get our two doubles. Look like my nose walking in. <laughs> and um yeah and so you know we sit through this movie and uh it's, it's great actually uh lady gaga and bradley cooper did a really great job <clears throat> in general of you know telling a really good good love story you believe them you're happy for them like you're kind of you're along for the ride with them and it's just what makes the movie so fun but yeah but then at the end you know at the end of the movie everybody is like not a dry eye in the house and it was just like <laughs> but i was i was sitting there like Man, my avocado toast is really tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you oh, this not all... the best thing I could
1: think to say. You had avocado toast while you were there?
0: Yeah, you know, because they had like the full mint <laughs> you know, like,
1: I did not think you were. Just, I was. Yeah, imagine oh. you just being a wine up, but you're actually eating. Actually, here. yeah, we, okay.
0: it, was, it was. It was. It was indeed in reality dinner time. So we we're like, we should probably order some food, not just drink our dinner. So, so like
1: the most compelling thing about this movie at this point is the avocado toast. toast.
0: No, I mean it was a good movie, but I just did not have the, emo- the strong emotional reaction that the rest of the crowd had. And <laughs> it took me a while. Like Mel, you know, we're on our drive home, and Mel's like, Oh my god, that movie. Movie and oh, is he I, crying? It, it, you know, you know, he did pretty good. He, I think, I think if he had a, would have allowed himself to go, he could have gone full on ugly man cry. <laughs> I, think, I think he had it in him. I'm, not, <laughs> but I think, I think that he, you know, pulled it together because you know he's in public and he was like, let's not do that here. <laughs> I'll wait till my right. wait till I'm home alone. <laughs> think about the movie then, and then I'll have my full <laughs> on, <laughs> uh, Yeah, my full, my full on man ugly cry. But, um, but anyway, he was just kind of telling me like, oh no, you know, he it's, it's so moved, and I'm like. Yeah, my avocado toast is super delicious <laughs> like why like what is it with this movie and honestly it took me a while to kind of put my finger on why i was so annoyed with this movie and or annoyed with the ending and and then my my poor my poor sweet um cousins um lady uh stephanie she you know she went not saw the movie and she like everyone else was unbelievably moved by it and uh-huh. she posted about it and and I may or may not have had a couple drinks with like, you know, a little extra vodka in there. So I may or may not have been a little extra spicy, you know. And so I kind of commented. I said, oh, I was just so annoyed. I feel like she sold out. And I feel like that was the one thing he kept telling her to trust him. And, 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 yeah, but she didn't. And, and I just found it so frustrating. And, and you know, she, she thought that maybe I thought that the movie was, from her perspective, and that he, she was basically sharing that it was actually about his tragic story, and that was the, the interesting twist of this telling. And I said, but to me that was what was so tragic because he hates himself, and the thing that he the thing that he was doing with you know with this new love that he found in Lady Gaga's character Allie, is um, he gives her sort of the keys to the kingdom in terms of you're gonna make it big in this business. Um, you know, if you're gonna be a star, say what you have to say because you've limited time. Before you know it, you'll be a nobody. And if you didn't say what you came to say, you're gonna regret it, and you're gonna be there's gonna be nothing left in the end. And he's he's basically saying, don't turn into me. Like don't don't make the mistakes I made. Don't you know? Don't right, fall into right. the trap. And she didn't listen. Sorry, I'm giving the movie away a little bit. But she <laughs> she, she didn't listen. And, Spoiler! And, 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 you know, and in the end, things go badly. And, yeah. And so, um, and I you know, and I feel like that was the one thing he had to give her, one thing of worth that made him not hate himself was being able to give her that. You know, that advice, that yeah. piece of advice, and that guidance, and she just didn't take it, and so, and then she kind of gets swallowed up by the machine, and then he hates himself even more because he because <laughs> int- he introduced her to it, you know. Anyway, so I'm unimpressed with the emotional ending of A Star Is Born. I know it's right. unpopular to say it, but it's true.
1: Well, also, uh generally, like any movie that I'm ever sitting in where like there is like everybody's crying. <laughs> is I feel like, oh, well, this is clearly designed to make, to make me, me cry. cry and I I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this I refuse. Like, I remember, I think it was coat where I was just like, don't you dare cry without you know? Because it was like, it just made yeah. me so like, you know, what is it? When Jenny dies, you know, it's like... Oh. You know, but yeah. but you can also, you know, you're a human being, and you're right. still like,
0: ah! You know, bravo to Hollywood. That's what they're there for. They're to make yeah. us feel the things and uh, have the experiences The escape, and sometimes feeling things is the escape, so, yeah, uh, you know, it's okay.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I watched uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, yeah. it's a good I've one. never seen it before. Oh,
0: yeah. That's good. Ooh. Yeah. That was good. Well, uh, uh,
1: I've always, uh, first of all... <laughs> constantly getting christian bale and matthew mcconaughey confused i mean i know that they're different people and i could pull them separately out of all christian lineup. bale
0: has a um anger management issue and matthew mcconaughey is stoned all the time that's how you can kind of keep him straight. <laughs> that is how you, know. I mean, you just know all right all right i mean he's he's kind of stoned right so right so right. a guy like that's never going to have an anger management issue so that's how you
1: can tell but they the both fuckers. have like this weird kind of like method actory, like... Yeah. And every time I watch... It's not that I confuse them with each other so much, but they both have a... Like, have you seen The Machinist with Christian Bale? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. He loses, like, some insane amount of weight. Oh. Like, he's probably 80 pounds. So he, like, really puts himself into yeah, it. Yeah, and it's creepy. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and it was really similar to how Matthew McConaughey looked in Dallas oh, Buyers Club, where yeah. it was like... And, and so... And, and this has nothing to do with him being able to lose or gain weight for the role, but it has more to do with, like... uh well, first of all, Kristen Bale, like, I can never, I, my feet smell.
0: No. Okay. No, I, I felt like I was hitting the ground <laughs> and making it. Oh, I had to, like, stop and, like, <laughs> wait. just before we go any further. <laughs> <I'm sure>. <laughs> I <laughs> gotta know. <laughs> sure,
1: yeah. subtle story here. Back to Kristen Bale. The fact that, <laughs> you it. know, that he was in American Psycho, I mean, obviously, he's, yeah. they're you know, like, okay, well. That's who he is. You know,
0: know, like
1: I'm having a hard time separating. I'm like I'm assuming that that at least a portion of his character. Yeah. Real Christian Barry. Yeah. Yeah. And so And so (laughs) management issues, I told you. Exactly. And so yeah, I mean and so when I see him kind of dive into those characters that are like really creepy and, you know, emaciated and stuff like that, then I I like, okay. So but similarly with Matthew McConaughey, he's a weirdo, like in real mm-hmm. life.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah, I think so. In those
1: weird Lincoln commercials
0: and those little- <laughs> <is he> <laughs> I I never tire of the of the uh, parodies of those commercials by the whatever Like I'm gonna Oh, I forget. <sighs> Shoot. I just I, yeah, like rolling marbles around in your like hand or <laughs> what is
1: it, but they do like <laughs> worry, I forget.
0: I it's been too is. long. But yes.
1: <laughs> yeah he's a weirdo I think that's <laughs> they're both weirdos yeah and they're yeah. method acting weirdos and yeah. I, I think
0: that's... but I think you kind of have to be a weirdo to be in Hollywood <laughs> a little bit <laughs> yeah just ask Tom Cruise I mean you know a certain kind of person <laughs> who does this, can do that job and to be that kind of yeah live in that world um yeah, yeah. yeah. anyway <laughs> um so, so... Maybe this would be a good time to yeah. introduce ourselves. <laughs> so yeah, so um, so yeah, so uh, welcome to I Do Rescue. So um, this is a uh, it's actually a podcast about uh, uh, sort of a um, not dogs. Uh, no, it's not about dogs. Not about cats. Although that would be an awesome <laughs> thing to be. talk about. And right I now. would rescue dogs. I cats. would. Yeah. Yeah. Or or you know. Small Polynesian children in other parts of the world. I mean, you know, whoever needs rescuing, you know, yes, I would rescue them. But no, this one's actually about rescuing your wedding. Um, or actually more so rescuing the wedding industry. Rescuing yourself from the... the expectations. Yes, Ugh. all that. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's time. Guys, I think, I think it it's time. time. I think it's time we all sat down and had a little chat, <laughs> a little chat about this wedding industry situation. It's gotten a little, got a little, you know, cray cray. And oh, I'm sorry, I just use that term. It's so terrible. <laughs> but, but it's true. I mean, that just really does express. It's just it's gone bananas. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So, and who are you? Um, my name, my name is Catherine <laughs> Catherine Hogan, and I'm Amy Rizzo, and um, uh, I uh, own and um, with. The um, wonderful assistance, um, actually stewardship of Amy, uh, the Vow Exchange um, wedding venue, which is, um, the elevator speech is, it's a Vegas Vegas wedding gone Midwestern. So we focus on those couples who want something a little bit more than a courthouse wedding. Um, So we don't, uh, you know, we don't get into the big weddings. Our facility can only hold about, you know, 50 to 70 people. And, um, you know, each event is an average of about two hours long. It's like, it's no big deal weddings and, uh, but they're, but they're no less special. And so, one of the things that people
1: have learned to love about us over the years is that it's all done for them. So yeah. they can walk in the door, um, basically fill out a little questionnaire about how they want their day to go. And we, we do it all for them so yeah. they can focus on each other. Yeah. And that's what people seem to really love about it. And yeah. it's really, it's evolved yeah. over time yeah. and turned into uh, something pretty special.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. So to get some background <coughs> for our listeners out okay. there, um, I opened this business um, as a result of renewing my vows in Vegas. So it is definitely, most, in, most certainly inspired by, um, by Las Vegas. And uh, my husband and I um, honeymooned in Vegas and we thought, oh, let's go back for our 10th wedding anniversary. It'll be fun. We'll stay in the same hotel and we'll, um, we'll uh, renew our vows. So I you know, got in and I researched all those uh, chapel packages that they have there and, and uh, we had our vow renewal under the iconic Welcome to Las Vegas sign and I was really... Um, Really surprised by how special. Yes, that was a nice creaky chair you got there. Yeah, I realized that I'm gonna to have to get a new chair for this podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, how special? It's vintage. <laughs> I don't know. It, it makes it sound like we have like you know the ghost of wedding past, you know, in <laughs> the background here somewhere, just kind of lurking around. Avenesa salad bean. Avenesa. So <Ebenezer. laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry. Continue. Um. So uh. So yeah. So we. Uh, I was really surprised by how special the experience was, and and I kind of had the light bulb moment in my shower one day. I thought I thought to myself, oh, if I, you know, if I ever lived in Vegas, I would open a wedding chapel. And then it kind of dawned on me, like that's not that's not exclusive to Las Vegas. I think that a lot of folks are looking for that kind of a wedding experience. And uh, and I thought, you know, what? what if I did that here? You know, what if I just for you know, for shiggles. Just to create a Vegas <laughs> style wedding chapel and see what happens. And uh, very first location, which has since been torn down, the building was bought by a hospital, and, um, and now it's a and beautiful now, parking now lot. Now it's a beautiful parking lot. Yeah, you can literally like park where people used to like promise forever to each other. It's pretty, oh, yeah. and it was such a cool building. It was. It, yeah, it was um, an old ice house, uh, and uh, it was a tiny little space, maybe 800 square feet, only fit about 30 guests. Lots of beautiful exposed brick yeah it was real real janky and like the best way possible <laughs> yeah and um right it was like 500 bucks you that's know? where we met that's where we met oh that's where I met a lot of our folks actually they're still with very us cool. from the very beginning but um anyway it was uh you know I thought you know the worst case scenario is six month lease five hundred dollars and you know I can lose three grand off this If you know if it's a terrible idea then I'll just move on if it's not well, turns out it's not a terrible idea. <laughs> so, yeah, and so here we are, you know, five-plus years later, and we've we'll married... we May. six in May yeah, six of in 2019. May, so, you know, almost five and a half, and uh, we have married over a thousand couples. I've lost count now since we've been open in that five years. So it's been, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little overwhelming to think of how many of those wedding days, you know, we were instrumental in, and for folks that, you know... Just met them. <laughs> right. But we're here to, you know, kind of basically um, sort of usher in or guide them through this major experience um, in, in a way that allows them to really feel the emotion of the day, which is really the best part of it. And, you know, and uh, one of the cool things
1: is, um, and I, I think I don't think you can, well, not undersell what sort of looking for. Um, one of the most important things that we provide, and, you know, provide this really easy wedding for people but it's also this beautiful space yeah that um it's sort of this really nice i say neutral in that mm-hmm. it's you know it's not bright red it's not bright pink with you know hearts and yeah. flowers everywhere not too girly
0: it's, it's, it doesn't it feel like a cigar lounge right it's like not nice, yeah it's not too masculine not too feminine yeah, it's a nice balance we have
1: two different locations and they both are they're very very different they're like mm-hmm. two very different sisters. There's mm-hmm. the quiet sister and then the, you know, the wild, loud sister. <laughs> you know, they're kind of, they're just different, but they're, yeah. you know, equally wonderful. And, uh, it's that
0: perfect balance of where you feel comfortable and relaxed, like you're with your favorite people, but the spaces feel special. They don't feel like, you know, you're getting married and, you know, in your living room or you know, or just some run-of-the-mill space. Like, there's something really dramatic and remarkable about the spaces, And while and also being casual. That's very true. Um,
1: and both of the spaces have these beautiful backdrop walls that uh, are, you know, really well thought out and, you know, and built into the space. So it's not just this weird freestanding, you know, kind of like a, Shower curtain hanging from a pipe, yes. you know, in the middle of the room. We've seen where it's like, it all. We've seen the it all in the wedding porn. You
0: don't love that. <laughs> we've seen it all over in wedding porn. The, the worst. I mean, you know, people try. They try to create those ceremony backdrops, but, but yeah, I mean, and, and that's what couples are trying to do. They're trying, you know, we're, we kind of live in a day and age where not everybody is uh, church-going folks, and uh, and so you know they don't have a church that they want to get married at. Getting married in a church is, you know. Not necessarily the norm, so people are creating essentially pop up chapels, um, right. in their wedding venues that they're renting, and 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 it always looks like there's like free floating, you know, wall of something behind them, and it's just kind of out yeah, of place just... and kind of strange. <laughs> so, we we've built something that is much like a chapel that is a permanent fixture, it's part of the space, it is the space, um, it's designed. Very intentionally to function that way right but it's not a religious um it's not specifically a religious venue it's it's whatever you need it to be if you want it to be religious it can if you're not it won't be it's whatever you need want to, to do be. a goat sacrifice yeah. yeah maybe maybe not maybe not well it'd be <laughs> too much blood I think with the goat sacrifice I think lots of paths on the goat
1: sacrifice the couple I met with last night asked me if they could just sacrifice baby bunnies and stuff <laughs> oh no and I was <laughs> like you are my kind of people. <laughs> Oh, my
0: God. Okay. Let's talk about our couples, okay? So, oh, my God. Uh, so, and this is really what has inspired um, this, you know, this this podcast is this idea that, um, you know, we started off, you know, creating a, a nice, you know, easy, small option for couples and then learned that actually that's what a lot of people are waiting and hoping and wanting. Um, and we've learned so much more over those thousand weddings or so that we've done. Um, more than we ever knew was was happening, and the truth of it is, guys, is that there are people out there not having big weddings. That is actually the majority. Um, I I can I can probably share, probably not supposed to, but um, I. I at one time worked at an establishment, will name, remain nameless, <laughs> um, that uh, I had access to some research as part of a project I was working on. And, you know, once you know is something, you can't unknow it. It just happened to be, you know, helpful information for what I was doing with my sort of side project. But in the research, it showed that, yes, as the average price of weddings is $32,000, the... Um, the, what is it, the mode, is that the most, uh, the, the mode amount means the, like the most people spend under $10,000 in the wedding. So it's actually a myth. Um, yes, people do spend exorbitant amounts of money, but the reality is, is actually only about 30% of couples annually spend that. The majority of people are getting married in their homes they're getting married in their churches in their backyard their backyards having potlucks they their church halls they um, there's a lot of people having really small weddings very really inexpensive weddings because a lot of people don't have that money so um, mm-hmm. so that's we you know the wedding industry likes to show us this $32,000 wedding and make you feel like don't you want yours today you know start saving. But guys, I'll have to t- I have to—I can tell you—the research actually shows the—the—the the, the actual numbers are seventy percent of couples spend under ten thousand dollars for their wedding, Yes. and uh, so that's—it's actually really remarkable when you think about that. It's—it's it's, all—it's all just a falsehood. It's all like a—it's yeah. all just a—a um, a myth. So
1: um, well, and I think—I um, mean, this may be kind of going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but that's what I do best. And uh, <laughs> but. Um, there's also this um, sort of a pressure that couples feel that like if you're not spending thousands and thousands of dollars above and beyond what your budget is, then you don't really love each other or you're not really your wedding is not legitimate or you know, somehow your parents won't approve or you know the wedding police will show up and you know cart you off or, right. but you know, I think somehow people feel like it does it like delegitimizes their relationship somehow if they're not, you know, breaking the bank to have it. Where right? right. it's like if it's small and intimate, you know, sometimes people don't take it seriously, you, you know. Right. Or like they'll or say like, well, we're just going to go to the courthouse as if that isn't a legitimate marriage option. Like right. it, th- like the, the it relationship be- is no less special right. because you've chosen to go that route rather than, you
0: know, blow your down payment on your house. Right. On right. It. No, I mean, um, well, here, here in a minute, we're gonna kind of have a nice little conversation, we're have a nice little chat about that uh, <laughs> monster, wed- what I call the monster wedding, and and why I think we've all grown beyond it. But uh, but ultimately, you know, we got here as a result of um, of you know discovering that what we're offering at the Val Exchange is what people are looking for, and um, and more so than we ever could have imagined um and we hear certain themes repeated in um in our conversations with our couples um and uh first off a lot of people aren't creative and don't know how to make a wedding look I'm gonna pause right here we'll just wait just wait for it to pass and we just edit it out you're right here (laughs) <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> <coughs> Just has,
1: my brother says it does actually get
0: old. old this <laughs> your brother's any longer. Than me? <laughs> <I still laughs> there. You let me know when it gets old. That um, probably will happen. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So, uh, so like I was saying, the um, the, the what was I, What was I saying? <laughs> You were, talking. Our you were talking about our couples
1: and that our couple, what were, we, what were we talking about? Oh, okay. So
0: let's talk about our couples. So yes. our. Yeah, couples. but you were saying
1: something else about, anyway. Yeah. What about our couples?
0: Um, well, we hear, we hear um, often, we hear sort of uh, themes echoed to us um, in our conversations with our couples and yeah and it's almost I could almost like write it down like oh like a check like a checklist and just check it off you know <laughs> like oh I know what I was gonna say not every not everybody is creative not everybody right. knows or has the desire to like DIY everything yeah it, okay Pinterest fail guys it's real that's thing that's a real thing <laughs> like not the, a, struggle, is the real. struggle is real out there guys uh, not everybody is great at making those you know um uh, those those diy projects and um, gar-
1: garlands I mean, and little favors and yeah it, it's and, yeah and honestly it's uh it's it's just more it's more more to do
0: more to do more yeah. pressure to do stuff that is unnecessary your yes. guests don't care yeah but uh but but ultimately you know you, you find a lot of folks are just aren't like that they right. not that's not their thing they're not good at that um and they and they quite frankly don't care to be good at it. They're like, right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend that yeah. I'm that that couple or that bride or that
1: groom. I'm just not. Or, or you know, and I don't know if we're if we're going here yet, but they don't have
0: time. Yeah. They don't have yeah. You don't have interest. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're getting there. We're getting there. I think we should just <laughs> let it flow. We're gonna, no, no, no. But but what I, what I'm what i wanted to say is that um, that we hear that we hear the themes coming through. Right. And, and the themes are um, that weddings are too expensive. Take too much time to do to, to create to do that um, the expectations are too high, and they don't want any part of it. So well,
1: actually, I mean, what I hear mm-hmm. when people walk in the door and is you know it's like uh, you know pretty much every couple I talk to, we are you know say hello, shake each other's hand, and then we launch into like a ten minute therapy session <laughs> where they tell me how yeah. stressed out they are yeah. and how you know. Parents are getting involved, and you know they're stressed out about money, and you know their relationship is becoming strained because they have to yes. make all these decisions, and you know, and or you know, we were planning a destination wedding, and, or we were going to do it in our backyard, and before we knew it, it was you know it had b- ballooned into you know yeah. way more than we had budgeted, and so yeah. you know they come to us when they have kind of hit their wits end, and they're yes. like, we're going to
0: elope. Yeah,
1: forget it. We're out of yeah. you know. We're not. Yeah. Even, we're not doing this anymore. Right. And then they find that we have this solution that yeah. is you know um, all built in. It's all built in, all and they don't in. have to. They don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So yes. you know, I, it's it's a combination of you know all of those things. Yes. But
0: uh, well, but so it, yeah, yeah, existential. Yeah. Angst. Angst. <laughs> about their wedding. Um, which is why we're here. This is what is I Do Rescue. So we're here to rescue y'all from your I Do's before you even get there and to start a conversation and to let everyone know that uh, whatever the hype is, whatever the magazines show you, whatever Pinterest is showing you, don't believe it. It's okay to, to step away from the hot glue gun. You know? so, <laughs> it's okay, guys. So... So let's talk about, I'm going to talk about the what we call the monster wedding, which is the current gold standard of what weddings are. So um, I'm, I'm, let me uh, disclaim before we get into this that um, large weddings are a blessing um, for folks who have the time and the money. And, and by the way, if you have that many people in your life that you cannot imagine your day with, you know, like 200 or so guests, that is incredible, like. My hat goes off to you that, you know, to you folks out there who have such large inclusive circles that large families and friends, you know, I know it's hard because a lot of, you know, a lot of what, what drives large weddings is those folks who really do have large circles of people. And, and I find that remarkable. So not this, this podcast isn't necessarily for you. It's not necessarily um, disparaging your choice to have a large wedding. So there's nothing wrong with large weddings.
1: But, but. <laughs> but, but also if you are planning on one of those monster weddings and you, you relate to the story I just told where you are hitting that, you know, hitting that, uh, stress level. I mean, there are other options too. Yes. But so we're yeah, here, but, we're but, here but,
0: but, to give you guys, we're here to give you other guys permission to say it's okay not to have a 200 person, $30,000 wedding. It really is okay. Um, so, so to recap, um, monster wedding. So what I'm calling the monster wedding, so... What I would consider a monster wedding is that wedding that you know is over 150 guests, um, requires you to rent a large hall for an entire day. Usually, that hall is empty, completely blank inside, and you get to create a pop-up uh, nightclub, restaurant, um, chapel. Like basically, you're creating pop-up um, facilities in this big blank space, right. and all of the expense. And planning that it takes to get to that. Um, that is where we're at now with weddings, um, with those big weddings. And I feel like um, the reason we got here actually is, um, you know, back in the day before we had such great communication methods and we could, you know, call it, get on an airplane and be at each other's doorstep, you know, within an hour or two of each other. Um, you had big, big events to, you know, to get everyone together because uh, you haven't seen them in a while. Um, and uh, we do have a little bit of that today, because everyone's just busy, and they're like cats. You know, they just scatter everywhere. But, <laughs> but in a wedding, it's like a good excuse to get Aunt Matilda or cousin, you know, whoever, it, actually come to, to come to see you, because it's a good excuse to see you. But but beyond beyond those reasonings, the um, I feel like it kind of started in the 50s, um, with uh, the sort of... The prosperity that America found after the conclusion of World War II, people had money. They had um, they had some wealth. They had some means. And um, back in those days, gals lived at mom and dad's house until they got married. So um, so when they got married, it was kind of like leaving home. And um, and so it was like a big passing of the baton, a big you know sort of marker. And it, it was done so with great fanfare. And there was money for it.
1: Um, do you think that there's uh, any aspect of that that has to do with some of the sexist attitudes towards women and, like, the idea of, like, you know, they don't do a dowry anymore, but, where they didn't, you know, back in the 50s, 40s and 50s. But, you know, the bride's <coughs> parents traditionally paid for the wedding. And the bigger the wedding... You know, it's sort of like the yeah, a little bit of a status symbol. A little showing, bit of a status symbol. Yeah, I mean, know showing it.
0: how well your family is, how well well off your family is in the community, and that can be nice. You know, if, again, if you're a, a family who can sort of um, show your community support, if you're you know, if you really are that kind of family, um, that makes sense. But um, but I think you had a lot more of that, a lot more opportunities in the in that era when there was just in general more time and more money. Um, and then I feel like it kind of carried over over the next several decades, um, and then into the 80s, like the volume got turned up. <laughs> and the 80s was another time of you know opulence and um, and a little bit of that uh, over the top, um, you know, royal wedding. You know, Princess <laughs> Diana. Um, probably Donald Trump had a big old wedding in there with was uh, her first his first wife what was her name Ivana. I always want to say uh, Ivanka's daughter. daughter, Ivana.
1: Yeah, Ivana. Ivana's Ivana yes.
0: from those big, you know, weddings that show you, you know, like, um, you know, what it's like to be like royalty. And I feel like the industry sort of took that and said, okay, this is this is now the gold standard. This is now how we measure our weddings by, and we're just gonna update the style of that. Um, well, and probably the, the wedding
1: industry um, took advantage of you know, seeing that out there and realize that they could start
0: charging people a whole lot more. Yeah. And, In some cases, yes. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we know that there's, there's some aspects of wedding. I would say the wedding planning, if you're, if you are having a big wedding, planning is where you should put your money because there's so much that goes into those big events. That's where you, that's what you're paying a planner to, to do, but um, and to put, you know, cause they, they know the pitfalls and the, um, the, uh, all those things that could go sideways and they're going to navigate that whole experience for you. Um, but as far as like cakes, like a three tier wedding cake versus a three tier birthday cake, I mean, I don't know. I would be interested to hear from bakers out there how, you know, how your cake might be considered different, um, as a birthday cake versus a wedding cake, you know, why would, you know, do you have different pricing for wedding cakes, and if so, why would that be? I, you know, I don't entirely know if that's the case or not. Um, but yeah, uh, but you are, yeah, you are seeing um, basically, you know, throwing everything in the kitchen sink at your wedding, and uh, and so here we are today, guys. You know, we're <laughs> and 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 to some extent, you know, you, you think of like those classic setups of weddings, you know, where the ceremony happens. My favorite is the uh, the Grecian. The, like apparently everybody wants to get married in Greece. They have the the columns, you know, oh my the, God. On, on, like <laughs> one on the left, one on the right, and there's usually a big flower arrangement on top of it, and and maybe some fabric is swagging back and forth behind it. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I think maybe some uh, LED lights kind of twirl. Yeah, in there. It's in, yeah, and the LED is the modern version of this, but that started in the '80s. That was the the look of what opulence was. And you still see that. And, like, you go to Hobby Lobby and you go to, like, their wedding section and it's still there in the aisle. In the wedding aisle, it's that white Grecian column uh, that you're supposed to put a flower range, but on top of it and call it good. And so, you know, that's sort of what started. um, (laughs) Sort of this over-the-top look and feel and attitude about weddings. And, uh, honestly, the industry never looked back. And and so... uh, and that would be fine, but I think what we've discovered in our um, in our work with our couples that uh, that's not who we are today. You know, um, women are no longer living at home until they get married. <laughs> for one, uh, it's it's all very different. Um, we are uh, women are postponing marriage uh, later in their life, mm-hmm. um, oftentimes. They are actually putting it after their education. They're putting it after their career. And oftentimes, children happen before marriage. And, you know, sometimes folks will have children. And they'll have a house because they have to raise those kids. And then they kind of discover, you know what? We're all a family. Maybe we should make this official because there's actually practical reasons to do so now. Because there's assets involved and, you know, custody involved and, you know, if something something happened to the other person, you probably should be married, you know, assuming that you genuinely are in love. and that's the case, <laughs> you know? but, but couples don't rush out and get married right out of you know, high school or college. It's not done anymore. Um, so couples are different today. Um, couples um, are two income working professionals, <clears throat> and they have other priorities and, and very limited time. So, you know, couples don't have time to plan weddings nowadays. They just aren't, That's not what they're into. You know, they are building their careers. They are taking their kids to soccer practice. They are spending time with their families. Um, you know, having hours of un, unflagged time, it just doesn't exist today. Um, it's just not a thing. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we have no time to do anything. And, um, and then also couples are um, getting married more than once in our lifetime. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm old school Catholic, you know, for me personally, I get married once and then I'm done, but I know that's not everybody. So, every, you know, there are a lot of folks, you know, marriage number one didn't work out, didn't work out and they got married too young or, you know, a million reasons why marriages don't work, but you do see a lot of second marriages, number one, and a lot of second marriages are oftentimes more successful For a myriad of reasons. Um people just know each other. You know know yourself better, you're better at choosing the right partner. And um so so spending all that money on one wedding is kind of silly because there's oftentimes um you're not gonna get it right the first time. (laughs) And then um and then also we have more complicated families nowadays. So um there's a lot of couples who have Multiple sets of parents through all those second marriages <laughs> that are happening, and at the next generation ahead of them, and, and now they have step brothers and step sisters, and there's you know all kinds of complications. Sometimes it's good, sometimes not so good. You know, and how do you reconcile all that um, when you are deciding to get married? So um, now, what's irritating to me, <clears throat> excuse me, in this uh, in this business is the recognition that. The wedding industry really hasn't addressed today's couple at all. Um, that uh, the fact that you know today's couple doesn't have money, doesn't have time, isn't interested in any of it. Um, but yet their answer is to take all those wedding planning tools and just simply digitize them. So like you can go on the Knot and and you can sign up for a you know a, an account and it'll have a digital planner for you. Twelve months out, do this and. 10 months out, do that, and don't forget to budget this and budget that. It's like, no, that's just digitizing the insanity of the (laughs) 80s and the 50s. It's not actually changing anything. You're not offering anything new or different that actually addresses the realities that couples are faced with today. And that's irritating to me, by the way, um, to watch an industry not actually helping couples um, have a wedding that's actually going to fit their needs. So, um, and then you take all that together and you add in the, um, the rampant, what I call wedding porn that's oh out God. there, you know, where you're coming up with hashtags for your weddings, and everybody wants their wedding to be beautiful and get featured on a blog somewhere, you know, it's all, it's all over Pinterest. I mean, you want, you know, there's this sort of sense of bragging rights and pride to feel like your wedding has to measure up to all this digital, um, you know, imagery that you're seeing out there. I
1: believe Martha Stewart.
0: Hmm. Yes. Preach. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. Well, I, I thought you wanted to go on your. No, no, no. Tell me more about Mar- Martha Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Martha Stewart's
1: responsible for a lot of Pinterest porn. Period.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean,
1: it's it, that started what early mid mid nineties really, and it was you know all of a sudden. Uh, Everybody, everything had to be homemade, and you had to make your own jam. And if you were, if you bought a store-bought pie crust, you might as well just, you know, don't don't show up for dinner, you know, (laughs) because everything's got to be made by hand. And you know, which is all great, and it's it is there's something really cool about you know like knowing where things come from and knowing how to garden and knowing how to knit. But I remember all my friends back in college got into the whole knitting thing. It was like the stitching bitch, and you know, like this became like a whole cultural Uh thing. And then that kind of uh, went into you know this sort of uh, you know that m- I remember when Martha Stewart magazine came out you know and it was like you know my my boyfriend and I at the time he was a, he's a designer you know printmaker person and you know we would just we would just drool over that magazine it was like ah oh, wow. oh, it's just I so too. amazing and I did too. all of those you know uh, and, and and it was really cool at the time because it was such a new idea that, like mm-hmm. you know she was you know. I don't know if I would call her wholesome, but she knew how to do all these things with her hands. Yeah. And, uh, it, I don't remember, when did Pinterest even start? Was it like 2010? Oh,
0: that's a good question. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, obviously it was quite Uh, a bit after Martha uh, Stewart,
1: but then there was Martha Stewart Weddings. And so then she's taken this like, you know, well, you know, if you, if, if, you know, if you're making pies at home. You probably should be making pies for your wedding, individual pies, one for everybody at the wedding, <laughs> or you know, like you've got to start all of a sudden. Everybody's got to make these favors from hand, you know, by hand, or right. you know, and, and you know, it, it probably needs to be hand painted if you're going to bother, right. you know, and all of this stuff where it's like, you know, it's beautiful in a magazine, but what they don't tell you is that Martha Stewart has a a, a, a whole conglomerate, yeah. you know. I mean, how many how many millions of dollars? Yeah, how many you know stylists and you know photographers yeah. and and you know trend watchers and all this stuff you know helping her mm-hmm. and then of course you know she farmed out all of these little craft projects to her her team yeah and then you know we got somebody you know taking beautiful pictures of it and you know, well, why don't you go ahead and make that at home, you know, uh, between your, you know, your shift's nursing and your six kids, and why are you not making individual pies for every single person right, at your right, wedding? Right. You know, like, what's the matter with you, right? You know, right. clearly, you know, you need to cut into your, your sleeping time or I mean, whatever. you know, you got to have priorities, right? You have priorities. <laughs> but, I mean, so I think that that, you know, it all started with Martha Stewart and, or, and I mean, and obviously there are, you know, you know, copycats. Uh, you know, her real simple magazine sure. and all it's, you know, and then of course, got
0: on the, yeah, it the grew trend. and grew
1: and grew. And then of course, Pinterest just, just took that baton. And turned like, up the volume. Oh my God. <laughs> For like 15. Crazy. You know? Yeah. And so like all of this stuff, you know, it's like, it's as if it's not enough. It's sort of like the, you know, the, the pressure that women feel from, you know, fashion magazines where it's like, mm-hmm. I can't keep up with that. And, mm-hmm. and now you've got it, you know, it's like, uh, You know, it's not bad enough. It's kind of like Instagram, you know, where it's like, it's not bad enough that I have to look at fashion models in magazines. Now these are real people on Instagram who have all these filters Um, and can make themselves look like, you know, like, I just, I I don't (laughs) look like that. You (laughs) know?
0: (laughs) hashtag woke up like this. Right. (laughs) No filter.
1: Bullshit. There's there's a filter. But, uh, I mean, so, like, Mm. it's the same kind of thing with Pinterest, where it's like, and uh, and then you do have these wedding blogs and, mm-hmm. you know, the internet is responsible for so much of this, you know, oh, wow. but you, know, you have, you know, you have these wedding blogs and the wedding, you know, so between Pinterest and, you know, these wedding blogs, it, it, there is an insane amount of pressure that your wedding, uh, not only, I mean, maybe not, maybe uh, is as expensive as it might have had to, had to have been in the eighties, but it sure better be crafty and it mm-hmm. better, um, you know, it, uh, like the the gold standard is now how much time did you spend
0: individually making favors for everybody? Right. Yeah. No. I don't know. That's. Yeah. That's. I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, it's it's yeah. I think I think I think what we're saying um, to all our listeners out there is that we've outgrown the wedding industry. I'm sorry, wedding industry. A lot of you guys, you work with me, and, and you know we're all in this together. But I'm just going to challenge you guys out there to start thinking about our couples. Think about. Their real life, who they really are, what they're really after, and see if you can't find ways to simplify it for them, make it make it um, bearable for them. Um, the um, the uh, The hope is that. Um well,
1: I mean, I, I'm going to go back real quickly yeah. to my little analogy uh, with Instagram and the <clears throat> Instagram models. Uh, I think that. Um, Something that has happened also, you know, with Instagram, you know, is that you do see people uh, doing like no makeup, you know, like okay. the same kind of trends that follow, you know, where it's like, you know, um, women and men, am not going to say it's just women, um, are starting to take pride, you know, like Alicia Keys and the like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done straightening my hair. I'm up. done, so you know, ready. wearing makeup. I don't <laughs> yeah. have to do this. Look at me, you know. <laughs> deal
0: with it.
1: You know, this is this. If you have a problem with it, that'll be that's that's a yp. Yeah. You know, not an MP. Right. And uh, so, um, along with that, you know, you know, when when those trends start, um, it gives people the the um, ability to be able to say, you know what, I don't. If I want to wear makeup, great. Awesome. Yeah. I get to. But I also get to not do it. Yeah. And I think it's really similar. And that's one of the yeah, things that I feel like analogy. I really feel like we're here to do. And why I think do Rescue is such an important um, voice in the wedding industry right now. Is that um, we want to be able to be that, you know, that Alicia Keys. That says, like, hey, yeah. hey, girl. Like <laughs> <laughs> hey, put down the glue gun. You know, you don't. <laughs> that's not necessary. <laughs> away step guns. away from the glue gun. Step away from the glue gun. You do not owe anybody, you know individually made favors you do not owe your guests anything yeah you owe them a comfortable (laughs) place to sit right and 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 uh you know it's an honor it should be an honor for them to be part of this really important and intimate moment in your life and you should be you should be able to focus on that you and your you know your partner yeah whoever that may be and You know that is where the focus should be, and you know, you have permission. You have permission to let all that other stuff go.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No filter. No filter. (laughs) Well, and I think, um, I think what we're gonna uh, in our upcoming episodes here, we're going to really start pulling back the veil on. No pun intended. Oh, I him <laughs> did. I totally made it fun. I thought, ah, thanks. No. Oh, that was actually a good high five.
1: Finally. Nice. We, we, we have, we have, a, we have a history of terrible Yeah, we're getting
0: better it. at that. In case y'all haven't heard, if you, in case this doesn't come across in our voices, we are tragically white, white women here. <laughs> <laughs> we probably me more than gathering, but pretty dorky. <laughs> super, yeah, we're both super, super stinking dorky. And, uh, yeah, we just, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're terrible high fivers, I'm going to admit it. It's almost like a... You know, my name is Catherine Hogan, and I'm a terrible high <laughs> uh, It's really well, Catherine, embarrassing. But anyway, um, but yes, yeah, pulling back the veil on uh, on what is it? What is your wedding day really? You know, like if we if we could like like hit the restart button on this entire situation, and really challenge what is it that you want at the end of that day? What is it that you want to feel? What is it you want to remember? What is it you want to take away from it? Because it's the only one I believe, really, hopefully, the only one you will get um, that marks the first and a great adventure you have ahead of you. What you True. know? What 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 is that? And I give you a hint. It's not. Uh, it, it doesn't involve a glue gun. <laughs> well, it might. I mean. <laughs> It might, Unless, like, but it doesn't have. It didn't have to. Right. It didn't have to. Exactly. And um, there's a, a lot of things that I think um, that I think we can just basically give you guys permission to say, you know what, maybe not. Maybe I don't need that. Yeah. And uh, and then what we will do is identify what you really do want, what you really do need. And um, and by the way, it sounds super cliche, but it, it's free. All those things that you really need and you really want are free. Because they're sitting right in front of you, they're the contacts on your phone, um, the people who text you, who you text. Those those are the things that you need at your wedding. Um, those are the things that's going to make that day amazing in the end, and those are the things that you're going to remember. So, but we are going to get into that more as mm-hmm. we do these. Um, so thank you guys. I don't, yeah. Is there anything else we have to? Say? Uh, no, I
1: think I mean we introduced ourselves, but I was also uh, going to say that. Um, you know, we are recording this in a very professional recording studio, <laughs> um, since we are professional podcasters, um, so you probably will hear my Ebenezer Scrooge chair uh, every now and then, yeah, is it the uh, Ghost of Christmas? i guess of Christmas, the, no, the Ghost of Wedding Past. <laughs> oh you also will hear uh, maybe some dogs in the background, with around.
0: The sweetest
1: dogs ever. They're very sweet. We have Bertie and Sally and little Abby who might be sneezing, so... Um, <laughs> that's all of us yeah. um, yeah, alright so
0: it. I think that's it guys so um, thanks again for tuning in and uh, we look forward to um, capturing your ear on our next episode uh, where we will dig into more of these topics and, um, and chal- really challenge you guys challenge, uh, challenge what makes what will make your wedding a truly remarkable one and uh, I think you're going to really like it so I think so too yeah All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.